Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 40. Title of today's episode is, Jesus is Better. Throughout the last number of episodes, we've been reading from the book of Hebrews, which has a lot of references to the Old Testament, especially these laws from Leviticus and from Exodus and so on. And the author there is making the case that Jesus is better. He's better than the angels. He's better than Moses. He's better than the the priests of that day. He's better than the high priest. He's the true and better everything. And today we're looking at that in terms of Jesus being the true and better covenant. He is the one who fulfills God's law, the covenant that's made with Moses. He's the one who now brings in or ushers in a new covenant. A covenant that's not external, but one that's internal. A covenant that changes people's hearts. A covenant that actually transforms people from the inside out. So let's begin with Leviticus 21. We'll read part of this old covenant, and then we'll read Hebrews chapter 8 and see how Jesus is the one who brings and ushers in the new and better covenant. Leviticus 21. The Lord said to Moses, Say to the priests, the sons of Aaron, say to them, For a dead person, no priest is to defile himself among his people, except for his close relative who is near to him, his mother, his father, his son, his daughter, his brother, and his virgin sister who is near to him, who has no husband. He may defile himself for her. He must not defile himself as husband among his people, so as to profane himself. Priests must not have a bald spot shaved on their head. They must not shave the corner of their beard, and they must not cut slashes in their body. They must be holy to their God, and they must not profane the name of their God because they are the ones who present the Lord's gifts, the food of their God. Therefore, they must be holy. They must not take a wife defiled by prostitution, nor are they to take a wife divorced from her husband, for the priest is holy to his God. You must sanctify him because he presents the food of your God. He must be holy to you because I, the Lord, who sanctifies you all, am holy." If a daughter of a priest profanes herself by engaging in prostitution, she is profaning her father. She must be burned to death. The high priest, who is greater than his brothers, and on whose head the anointing oil is poured, and who has been ordained to wear the priestly garments, must neither dishevel the hair of his head nor tear his garments. He must not go where there is any dead person. He must not defile himself even for his father or for his mother. He must not go out from the sanctuary and must not profane the sanctuary of his God because the dedication of the anointing oil of his God is on him. I am the Lord. He must take a wife who is a virgin. He must not marry a widow, a divorced woman, or one profaned by prostitution. He may only take a virgin from his people as a wife, so that he does not profane his children among his people. For I am the Lord who sanctifies him. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron, No man from your descendants throughout their generations who has a physical flaw is to approach the to present the food of his God. Certainly no man who has a physical flaw is to approach a blind man or one who is lame or one who has a slit nose or one who has a limb too long or a man who has a broken leg or arm 
or a hunchback or a dwarf or one who has a spot in his eye or a festering eruption or a feverish rash or a crushed testicle. No man from descendants of Aaron, the priest, who has a physical flaw, may step forward to present the Lord's gifts. He has a physical flaw, so he must not step forward to present the food of his God. He may eat both the most holy and the holy food of his God, but he must not go near the special curtain or step forward to the altar because he has a physical flaw. Thus he must not profane my holy place, for I am the Lord who sanctifies them. So Moses spoke these things to Aaron, his sons, and all the Israelites. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons that they must deal respectfully with the holy offerings of the Israelites which they consecrate to me, so that they do not profane my holy name. I am the Lord. Say to them, Throughout your generations, if any man from all your descendants approaches the holy offerings which the Israelites consecrate to the Lord while he is impure, that person must be cut off from before me. I am the Lord. No man from the descendants of Aaron who is diseased or has a discharge may eat the holy offerings until he becomes clean. The one who touches anything made unclean by contact with a dead person or with a man who has a seminal emission or with a man who touches a swarming thing by which he becomes unclean or who touches a person by which he becomes unclean, whatever that person's impurity, the person who touches any of these will be unclean until evening and must not eat from the holy offerings unless he has bathed his body in water. When the sun goes down, he will be clean and afterward he may eat the holy offerings because they are his food. He must not eat an animal that has died of natural causes or an animal torn by beasts and thus become unclean by it. I am the Lord. They must keep my charge so that they do not incur sin on account of it and therefore die because they profane it. I am the Lord who sanctifies them. No lay person may eat anything holy. Neither a priest lodger nor a hired laborer may eat anything holy. But if a priest buys a person with his own money, that person may eat the holy offerings, and those born in the priest's own house may eat his food. If a priest's daughter marries a lay person, she may not eat the holy contribution offerings. But if a priest's daughter is a widow or divorced, and she has no children, so that she returns to live in her father's house as in her youth, she may eat from her father's food, but no lay person may eat it. If a man eats a holy offering by mistake, he must add one-fifth to it and give this holy offering to the priest. They must not profane the holy offerings which the Israelites contribute to the Lord, and so cause them to incur a penalty for guilt when they eat their holy offerings, for I am the Lord who sanctifies them. The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to Aaron, his sons, and all the Israelites, and tell them, When any man from the house of Israel or from the resident foreigners in Israel presents his offering for any of the votive or freewill offerings which they present to the Lord as a burnt offering, if it is to be acceptable for your benefit, it must be a flawless male from the cattle, sheep, or goats. You must not present anything that has a flaw because it will not be acceptable for your benefit. If a man presents a peace offering sacrifice to the Lord for a special votive offering or for a freewill offering from the herd of, or from the flock, it must be flawless to be acceptable. It must have no flaw. You must not present to the Lord something blind or with a broken bone or mutilated or with a running sore or with a festering eruption or a feverish rash. You must not give any of these as a gift on the altar to the Lord. As for an ox or a sheep, with a limb too long or stunted, you may present it as a freewill offering, but it will not be accepted as a votive offering. You must not present to the Lord something with testicles that are bruised, crushed, torn, or cut off. You must not do this in your land. 
Even from a foreigner you must not present the food of your God from such animals as these, for they are ruined and flawed. They will not be acceptable for your benefit. The Lord spoke to Moses, When an ox, lamb, or goat is born, it must be under the care of its mother seven days, but from the eighth day onward it will be acceptable as an offering gift to the Lord. You must not slaughter an ox or a sheep or its young on the same day. When you sacrifice a thanks offering to the Lord, you must sacrifice it so that it is acceptable for your benefit. On that very day, you must it must be eaten. You must not leave any part of it over until morning. I am the Lord. You must be sure to do my commands. I am the Lord. You must not profane my holy name, and I will be sanctified in the midst of the Israelites. I am the Lord who sanctifies you, the one who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, These are the Lord's appointed times which you must proclaim as holy assemblies, my appointed times. Just a quick little pause here. Uh, We're going to have a number of things listed here, the Sabbath, the Passover, uh, also called the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and a number of other festivals that God is telling the people you must keep. And in doing so, God is giving them special days to remember and to worship Him, but also times of rest. It ends up working out that they are to rest one every seven days, so every seventh day, the Sabbath. They are also to have these special week-long celebrations three times a year, where they also are called to rest. And God, in one sense, is building in holidays for his people, times of rest and times to worship him. So let's look at some of these. Back to Leviticus 23. Six days your work may be done, but on the seventh day there must be a Sabbath of complete rest, a holy assembly. You must not do any work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all the places where you live. These are the Lord's appointed times, holy assemblies, which you must proclaim at their appointed time. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month, at twilight, is a Passover offering to the Lord. Then on the 15th day of the same month, there will be a feast of unleavened bread to the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. On the first day there will be a holy assembly for you. You must not do any regular work. You must present a gift to the Lord for seven days, and the seventh day is a holy assembly. You must not do any regular work. The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, When you enter the land that I am about to give you, and you gather in its harvest, then you must bring the sheaf of the first portion of your harvest to the priest, and he must wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for your benefit. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest is to wave it. On the day you wave the sheaf, you must also offer a flawless yearling lamb for a burnt offering to the Lord, along with its grain offering, two-tenths of an ephah of choice wheat flour mixed with olive oil as a gift to the Lord, a soothing aroma and its drink offering one-fourth of a hin of wine. You must not eat bread, roasted grain, or fresh grain until this very day, until you bring the offering to your God. This is a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all the places where you live. You must count for yourselves seven weeks from the day after the Sabbath, from the day you bring the wave offering sheaf. They must be complete weeks. You must count fifty days until the day after the seventh Sabbath, and then you must present a new grain offering to the Lord. From the places where you live, you must bring two loaves of bread for a wave offering. They must be made from two-tenths of an ephah of fine wheat flour, baked with yeast, as first fruits to the Lord. Along with the loaves of bread, you must also present seven flawless yearling lambs, one young bull, and two rams. They are to be a burnt offering to the Lord, along with the grain offering and drink offerings, as a gift of soothing aroma to the Lord. You must also offer one male goat for a sin offering and two yearling lambs for a peace sacrifice 
and the priest is to wave them, the two lambs, along with the bread of the first fruits, as a wave offering before the Lord. They will be holy to the Lord for the priest. On this very day you must proclaim an assembly. It is to be a holy assembly for you. You must not do any regular work. This is a perpetual statute in all the places where you live throughout all generations. When you gather in the harvest of your land, you must not completely harvest the corner of your field, and you must not gather up the gleanings of your harvest. You must leave them for the poor and the resident foreigner. I am the Lord your God. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites, in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you must have a complete rest, a memorial announced by loud horn blasts, a holy assembly. You must not do any regular work. You must present a gift to the Lord. The Lord spoke to Moses, The tenth day of this seventh month, on this day of atonement, is to, it is to be a holy assembly for you, and you must humble yourselves and present a gift to the Lord. You must not do any work on this particular day, because it is a day of atonement to make atonement for yourselves before the Lord your God. Indeed, any person who does not behave with humility on this particular day will be cut off from his people. As for any person who does any work on this particular day, I will exterminate that person from the midst of his people. You must not do any work. This is a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all the places where you live. It is a Sabbath of complete rest for you, and you must humble yourselves on the ninth day of the month in the evening, from the evening until evening. You must observe your Sabbath. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites, on the fifteenth day of the seventh month is the Feast of Shelters for seven days to the Lord. On the first day is a holy assembly, and you must do no regular work. For seven days you must present a gift to the Lord. On the eighth day there is to be a holy assembly for you, and you must present a gift to the Lord. It is a solemn assembly day. You must not do any regular work. These are the appointed times of the Lord that you must proclaim uh, as holy assemblies to present a gift to the Lord, burnt offering, grain offering, sacrifice, and drink offerings, each day according to his regulation. Besides the Sabbath of the Lord and all your gifts, votive offerings and freewill offerings which you must give to the Lord. On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you gather in the produce of the land, you must celebrate a pilgrim festival of the Lord for seven days. On the first day is a complete rest, and on the eighth day is a complete rest. And on the first day you must take for yourselves branches from majestic trees, palm branches, branches of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and you must rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You must celebrate it as a pilgrim festival to the Lord for seven days in this in the year. This is a perpetual statute throughout your generations. You must celebrate it in the seventh month. You must live in temporary shelters for seven days. Every native citizen in Israel must live in shelters so that your future generations may know that I made the Israelites live in shelters when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses spoke to the Israelites about the appointed times of the Lord. And we'll conclude today with Hebrews chapter 8, uh, which describes Jesus as the high priest of a better covenant. That's the main person that this text is talking about right now, is talking about Jesus. Hebrews 8. Now the main point of what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the sanctuary, and the true tabernacle that the Lord, not man, set up. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. So this one, too, had to have something to offer. Now if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there already are priests who offer the gifts prescribed by the law. The place where they serve is a sketch and shadow of the heavenly sanctuary, 
just as Moses was warned by God as he was about to complete the tabernacle. For he says, See that you make everything according to the design shown to you on the mountain. But now Jesus has obtained a superior ministry, since the covenant that he mediates is also better and is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, no one would have looked for a second one. But showing its fault, God says to them, Look, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will complete a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they did not continue in my covenant, and I had no regard for them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will establish with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws on in their minds, and I will inscribe them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And there will be no need at all for each one to teach his countrymen or each one to teach his brother, saying, Know the Lord, since they will all know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful toward their evil deeds, and their sins I will remember no longer. When he speaks of a new covenant, he makes the first obsolete. Now what is growing obsolete and aging is about to disappear. And that again ends our reading for today. A reminder again that Jesus is the author and the fulfiller of this new covenant, a new covenant that changes people from the inside out, gives them new hearts, and puts God's word and law in their minds and on their hearts. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You're-